There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by America's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread America. Don Q, let's rock it out. It's Friday, come on. All right, guys, how's everybody doing out there today? Yes, Friday. December 22nd, 2023, and it is me, the D. I know you're surprised to uh, hear me, uh, see me, hear me on uh, uh, on Friday. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm doing something too, my bad. I just did a, just did a, <laughs> just did a, uh, what are those things called, ticker talker, you know, like I do, because you know. I'm in the middle of doing my 12 drinks of Christmas. I just did, well, I kind of fucked up. It's Technically, it's drink 11, but maybe it's 7 because I skipped 7, so we went back and did 7, but it's really 6, and, you know. But uh, let me finish editing. You're getting a sneak sneak peek there of the, of the editing uh, pr- prowess of uh, Donald J. Quartermus there, trying to uh, get everything done here. Sorry, guys. Anyway, so what's going on today? Um, I've got stuff that's on my mind and uh, concerns me a lot of the recent things that have gone on, you know, just this week. And, you know, I did a show the other day talking about democracy dying. Uh, This is no longer going to be a constitutional republic. And uh, it got me to thinking that, um, you know, maybe we are becoming the um, divided. Let me put this on mute while I'm typing. I can see if I, how good I am at typing, uh, <laughs> typing, uh, talk at the same time. Anyway, um, divided states of america we're no longer going to be the united states it's the divided states and i'll get into that and why i think that is you know coming up unfortunately um you know i'm full of hope and wonderment this christmas season and it's and it's a sad state of affairs and i'm i'm really sorry that you know we have to talk about this but you know it is what it is i guess at this rate um anyways um so before we get into that, let me talk about a few other things. Let's uh, let's talk about whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, guys. Uh, if you're on Apple or Spotify in particular, guys, if you could please leave a rating, uh, you're helping out. Um, you're helping out me. You're helping out the show, and uh, you know that's that's all we can do. I'm gonna stop doing this because I can't focus on two things. Obviously, I cannot type in and do this. So anyway, I, I'm all yours for the next however long. Um, so whatever podcast app, if you're listening to on those two, you can, if you can leave a, a five-star review, if you want to write something, I'll read it on the air. Um, 
and in whatever other podcast, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, doesn't matter. Please make sure you're sharing this with your friends. Make sure you're following the show, number one, and that you share this with your friends. I try to do the shows for those of you that are new to the show on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. This week was kind of messed up because of the D-Tom Christmas party on Saturday. I got super fucking drunk, and I was hungover all day Sunday, so obviously... Anyway, and I try to commit to the three shows a week, so we're here Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week. You're welcome. Anyway, so, um, and guys, whatever, um, whatever, uh, whatever, (laughs) let's talk about the podcast apps again. Okay, so podcast apps right now. If you're on social media, guys, you can follow us at Don't Tread on America on uh, Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker, which I'm working on right now. TikTok is uh, mainly just drink videos. Uh, like I said, right now I'm doing the 12 drinks of Christmas. If you guys are so inclined, please check it out. Follow the show at any one of those if you are on social media. We are also on the Twitter X machine at uh, DTOM underscore 1775. If you are not on social media, it's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. From there, you can message the show. You can hit me up. I'll answer the questions. Um, I actually did get a message earlier today from... Uh, his uh, his Twitter is uh, God dang I'm sorry I, I know the Twitter and I just read the freaking email and I want to say his name I don't know that he wants me to say his name so I'm not going to say his name um, his Twitter is Bob Johnson the Force Truth is is who it is it's who, who his Twitter handle is I don't want to say his name because I'm not sure that he wants his name being said but anyway he asked me a question or a statement and uh, it's interesting because I'm going to kind of use that for the show today in a, in a sense and uh, no offense to him but you'll understand what i'm saying when i say it so we'll get to that in a little bit guys also if you want to help out the show and you want to help support the show if you can check out the dtom store the uh, link is on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on you can check it out and i'm telling you i'm not just saying this because it's a dtom store and i'm trying to get you to buy shit but in all honesty i told you this the other day i bought stuff on sunday it'll be here tomorrow <laughs> okay so had you ordered something this past weekend you would have had it in time for christmas now obviously that's not going to happen at this rate which whatever whatever but keep in mind next year is a new year if i can actually start seeing some traction on the on the thing you know in the in the new year maybe i keep the shop open guys if you have any suggestions on stuff you would like to see, or if you have any t-shirt ideas, send them my way. You know, if, if it's something that I can sell and we can make money on it, I'll cut you in for some of the profits. I, I promise that I will. So if you have any ideas, send them my way. We can collab. I can be like, hey, here's Bob Johnson's t-shirt idea. It's called the blah, blah, blah. You know, and we can do that, and, and it's fine. I don't care. I'm not in this to make money. I'm in this to help support the show and, and, and help the show grow. So anyway on with the show here we go here we go here we go so a couple of things before i get to the divided states of america i'm going to touch on a few other stories okay so and this is and this is everything i'm going to talk about will lead into the what i'm what i'm talking about and what i'm talking about will be what i'm talking about what i'm talking about you know what i'm saying so in the state of New York, and if you are in New York, New York and you're listening to this, you probably heard about it, but nonetheless, here we go. Lawmakers in New York want to force Chick-fil-A to open on Sundays. So, <laughs> I, I heard about this this morning when I was getting ready for work, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So, here we go. Lawmakers in the Empire State want to make sure drivers in New York have can have Chick-fil-A whenever they want it, even on Sundays. Assembly member Tony Simone, a Democrat whose district includes Chelsea, the theater district, and business-heavy midtown at uh, Manhattan, has proposed legislation that would require food service companies at rest areas and transportation facilities along the New York State Thruway, a nearly 500-mile-long stretch of road that connects New York City to Buffalo, uh, to be open seven days a week. This requirement will require the beloved fast food chain, which famously closes on Sundays, to so employees could uh, rest or worship if they choose to make a major change uh, to its operation. Any contracts entered into food operation of food service or food concessions at public transportation facilities owned and operated by the authority shall require that uh, such services be provided every day of the week. 
Public transportation facilities include thoroughway rest areas, service areas, and welcome centers, but so-called temporary concessions or events such as farmer, market, flea markets, or local vendors are excluded from the bill. The purpose of the law is to ensure that New York State's transportation facility facilities offer a reliable source of food. According to the bill, the proposed legislation names Chick-fil-A in particular as a potential problem for a spot for hungry drivers and travelers. While there's nothing objectionable about the food, fast food restaurant closing on a particular day of the week, service areas, dedicated travelers in appropriate locations such as a restaurant, the bill says blah, 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 blah. So anyway, here's what I say to you, Assembly Member Bob Johnson, whatever the fuck your name was, uh, what was it, uh... Uh, dipshit McGee. No, here it is. Tony Simone. Tony Simone, go to fucking Wendy's. Go to goddamn KFC. Go to fucking McDonald's. Go to Burger King. Go to fucking Taco Bell. Okay? You cannot require a p- private fucking company to operate outside of the of the business hours that they want to work. If they want to be open from 11 a.m. to fucking 3 p.m. and be open Monday through Friday, go fuck yourself. Okay, if you're driving your happy ass from Buffalo to New York City or back and forth and you stop at the fucking rest area and there's a Chick-fil-A there and they're closed, tough shit. Get something from the vending machines. Now, those of you that know, know that when you go to these places, it's not just a Chick-fil-A rest area. There are other options there. Okay, you have six other days of the week. You can feed your fat ass with some Chick-fil-A. Okay, I'm sick and motherfucking tired of these states, no matter what state you live in, dictating to us, to people, private companies and private citizens, what they can and cannot do. It's a simple solution. If they want to be closed on Sundays, let them be closed on Sundays. There are other options. Here's what you do to combat that. Maybe, I don't know if these are in New York, but like down in Florida, we have a place called PDQ. Okay? Offer them a contract at your places. Maybe if you're so hard up and whatever about Chick-fil-A, then cancel their contract. I I don't know what to tell you. I guess you have the right to cancel their contract or not renew their contract when it comes up for renewal. As much as they have the right to not be open on Sunday if they don't want to be. I mean, how long has Chick-fil-A been around for like 50 years or so? And they've always been closed on Sunday. And here's a fun fact for you. 50 years ago, there was a lot of places closed on Sunday. It wasn't until corporate greed showed the way to be open on Sundays. Maybe this country would be a little bit better of a place if we actually were closed on Sundays and people didn't have to worry about going to Walmart to go shopping or the grocery store or, you know, go out to eat and everyone could be a family. People could enjoy their time together. God forbid, because here's a crazy fact. I'm going to, I'm going to take this back to COVID. Okay. Pre COVID you had drug stores, you had Walmarts, you had, uh, places of, of food, you know, uh, Restaurants, you know, fast food restaurants, other places of business that were open 24-7, right? 365 days a year. Walmart was open 364 days a year. 24-7. The only day they closed pre-COVID was um, Christmas. Now, oddly enough, I used to work for Walmart years ago. I was a manager for them. And when I first started with, with Walmart, I was 20, 20, I was 20, 19, 20, 20, I was 20, 19, I was 19, (laughs) 19 or 20, I don't know. Anyway, uh, oddly enough, back then, Walmart was actually closed on Easter, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Fun fact, if you didn't know that, but yeah, and they closed early on Sundays, True, true story. Uh, it wasn't until Supercenters come along that they were open on Easter and Thanksgiving. They were still closed on Christmas. And when COVID came along, <clears throat> they closed on Thanksgiving and Christmas, still open on Easter, but not open 24-7. See, at least around, I know, I'm pretty sure this is company-wide, but they're usually only open until like a 10 or 11 o'clock at night, open at like 6 or 7 in the morning. And back in the day when they decided to go 24 hours, much like other companies, Walgreens, CVS, and whatever, 
Um, it was because, oh, we can get the late night shopper. We can get the person that's getting off of work at two in the morning. Da, 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 da. They come to find out that during COVID, because, you know, everyone was going to die, um, they wanted to close the store so they could restock because everybody was buying everything and everything. And so they closed the store so they could restock, much like other businesses did. And then they also found out that, hey, you know what? By being closed at night, we're not actually losing any business. As a matter of fact, it's helping a little bit in the sense that people aren't in here at 3 o'clock in the morning stealing shit from us when there's hardly any associates in the store. So maybe it's a good thing because we don't have to have as many workers in the store because stores close. We don't have to have cashiers and whatnot up front. And we can we can focus on stocking the store and people are still going to come and buy the shit because much like in the field of dreams, if you build it, they will come. Right. And a lot of other businesses did the same thing, including Denny's and uh, Steak and Shake and places like that. They were open 24, 7, 365 to close on holidays. And I think that's important. I think you have to have time with your family i mean i don't care what 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 um level of income what level of society you're in time with your family is very important and i think i i personally believe this is just my personal belief if if we could just slow down okay and i'm not saying everyone needs to go to church or we need to worship the bible i'm not saying that you don't believe in god you don't want to do that Cool, that's your problem. That's something you're going to have to take up with the big man when the time comes. I don't care. Like I said, it's your problem. I I don't even think church is necessarily the answer because I have my own uh, decisions about church and preachers and stuff like that. But to worship God, you don't have to go to church. Church is is within your heart. But anyway, this isn't a sermon. Um uh, but being with family, being together, having Sunday dinners, having going back to the way things used to be in the fifties the and the sixties and God forbid, you know, but nonetheless, if, if uh, Chick-fil-A wants to be closed on Sundays, then let them be closed on Sundays. There are plenty of other options for you guys to go eat period point and blank. And on a side note, folks, if you if you live in New York now, mind you, I live in Florida, <laughs> and I'm telling you right now where where I live in Florida. I'm not saying all of Florida, but where I live in Florida, we're full. Okay, find another place. Don't come to Central Florida. Go to the fucking swamps. Go south. Go like out like Everglades. Go see you know south of Okeechobee. Something. Stay in North. I don't care. Central Florida, we're full. Please stay the fuck out of here. But <laughs> if you live in New York and you don't believe in these bullshit rules and stuff that Hochul and whoever else is running the show up there, you might want to get the fuck out. Maybe move to Tennessee or, or somewhere. I don't know. But Florida's full. Stay out of here. But uh, I'm telling you, New York, New Jersey, these blue states, pff, things in my, if I had to guess, and I'm not saying I'm 100% right on a lot of things, but I'm not wrong on a lot of things. They're not going to be the best places to live in the next couple of years. If you're a conservative person who believes in conservative values, I'm telling you right now, it's not it's not going to be safe. And the thing is, is you probably have friends that live in these states that you're friends with that might not share the same ideas as you. And it'll be much like Germany in the 30s where when shit hits the fan... They're going to tell on you, oh, my neighbor over there does facts or not facts, and they don't wear masks, and they don't do this, and they don't, and they worship God, and those people over there. Trust me, when I tell you this, it'll happen, because it happened during COVID. If you saw people that you thought were your friends looking at you crazy because you didn't want to wear a mask and you didn't want to get vaccinated, those are the people that are going to turn you in when it comes down to it. Anyway, so I saw today also, there, had, there was a supposed death threat that has been made on President Joseph R. Biden from a, a, an odd source. And, uh, and I'm going to read it. Dukes of Hazard star, John Snyder, who played Bo, uh, makes... Now, this is, this is what I love about left-winged media. I'm going to read this how it's written. Then we're going to read the Twitter post that was involved in the situation. 
So here we go. Dukes of Dukes of Hazard star John Snyder made uh, makes death threat against Joe Biden, saying president should be publicly hung in a tweet, also targeting his son Hunter. Um. So, Snyder, sixty-three, wrote a concerning message on X on uh, Wednesday, and also targeted Biden's son Hunter, Mr. President. I believe you are guilty of treason and should be hung publicly, the actor wrote. Your son, too. Your response is, sincerely, John Snyder. Snyder deleted the post, not before TMZ reported it. He had been replying to a post uh, by Biden about former President Trump. His post says, Trump poses many threats to our country. The right to choose, civil voting rights, and America's standing in the world, wrote Biden. But the greatest threat he possesses is to our democracy. If we lose that, we lose everything. This is coming from the man who is constantly trying to persecute his his uh, opposition for president by having the uh, attorney general have special prosecution trying to convict this man of bullshit crimes where you also have states trying to kick him off of a ballot. We live in a fucking banana republic, but yet Trump is a threat to our democracy. No, sir, I'm sorry, but you are a threat to our democracy. Then if someone, whoever that someone is, whether it's Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard or Bob Johnson from the state of Connecticut, whatever, saying these things, what's the difference? Oh, I believe you are guilty of treason. He's not guilty of treason. He didn't do anything. Okay, so what did the president say about the ex-president that is true? Oh, he was an insurrectionist. He was? Was he? Because I don't think that's the truth. And um, furthermore, where were you guys at a couple years ago when all of this was going on? There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. you got to be ready to throw a punch. You have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish we were in high school, I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take him out now. When was the last time... An actor assassinated the president. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please, get up in the face of some Congress people. So, those were different Democratic lawmakers... You had Johnny Depp talking about when was the last time an actor killed a pre- uh, killed a president. You had Madonna talking about blowing up the White House. You have different pundits on CNN and MSNBC talking about punching them in the face and shooting them and putting a bullet in them. You have um, Biden himself talking about taking him behind the gym and kicking his ass. So we're going to go after John Schneider for saying what he said. He didn't say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get a posse together and we're going to do this. He said, I believe that you should be this. No different. No different than what everyone else in that montage just said about Trump themselves. So before we persecute anybody in this situation, how about we just say it's freedom of speech. There wasn't actually a threat. It was just a, I believe these things should happen. Because... You had, during Trump's presidency, you had plenty of actors and musicians and comedians and whatever doing these idle threats. Not that you ever thought Johnny Depp was going to do something or Madonna was going to do something or Kathy Griffin was going to do something or Snoop Dogg was going to do something. But what they did or said wasn't any different than what John Schneider said. Actually, if anything, what they said was probably worse. I mean, hell, you had... In a video of Snoop shooting a person who looked like Trump, you had Kathy Griffin holding a severed head of what appeared to be Trump. You have Johnny Depp talking about, uh, not that he said, I want to do that, but he insinuated that when was the last time an actor did that? He's an actor. And Madonna blowing up the White House. 
But that's fine if they do it. God forbid a conservative actor uh, has something to say. No, no, no. We can't have that. We can't have that. To the point where, sadly enough, the Secret Service is investigating this. So, I pray that it just goes away. Because, like I said, there's no difference in what all these fuck faces say and have said. They just need to get over themselves. And, uh, but, you know, much like the gentleman in, uh, in Utah, be careful, John, because, you know, the FBI might come and kill you. So, <laughs> it's not a laughing matter, but it is the truth. So, I've come to the conclusion that the job of the press secretary, whoever that person is, right now it's Korean diversity hire, is to lie to the public and propagandize for Biden. And you could say that about it. Well, they do that for all the presidents, Don. It's not just it's not just Biden. Okay, I'll give you that. But she lies to lie about lying. And I'm going to play this clip, and you tell me what you think, because then I'm going to tell you the truth. Over 14 million jobs have been created under President Biden. That's every job lost in the pandemic, plus almost 15 million more jobs. So he's... Now, let me... Let me hold on. Hold on. I got to take a drink for this one. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Mm. Drinking the D-Tom, a new drink, the D-Tom Cherry Bomb. If you want to know how to make the D-Tom Cherry Bomb, go to TikTok. Don't tread on America. Anyway. Over 14 million jobs have been created under President Biden. That's every job lost in the pandemic. Plus, plus, almost 15 million more. So, is she insinuating that only a million jobs were lost in the pandemic? Because if I'm not mistaken, it was upwards of 12 million jobs that were lost during the pandemic. So at best, he's created 2 million jobs. Okay, so let's look at the facts. Nearly 72% of all jobs gained since 2021 were simply jobs that have been being recovered from the pandemic, not new job creation. I've been saying this ever since the fuckface has become president. In fact, when looking at today's economy compared to pre-pandemic levels, employment is only up by 3.7 million. On the other hand, prior to the pandemic, job creation under Trump was 6.7 million, 3 more, million more jobs than current president Dipshit McGee. <laughs> job growth under Biden still not back to pre-pandemic pace. Labor force participation was stronger under Trump. Labor force participation rate remains at 0.7 percentage points lower under Biden than it was when Trump was in office. When adjusting for population gains, nearly 2 million more Americans are on the sidelines today than were during the previous administration. Wages are not keeping up with Biden inflation. We talked about this the other day. Real wages are down over 5% since Biden entered office. Americans are still, I'm not going to talk about that because we already talked about that. By inflation, or uh, what was it? By binomics, right? So, she's lying. She's lying about lying and she's stupid. And, and, and here's the thing. The sad thing about this is that you are going to have a fat chunk of this country hear this stupid cunt say what she just said and believe every fucking word of it. Okay? Every word. Because people are stupid. I'm sorry, but they are. And they, if, they're, if they listen to CNN or MSNBC or, or whoever, that's what they believe and that's the truth. Period. That's why it's no use in arguing with some of these people because there's no arguing with them. You're wrong. You're stupid. They're right. So, what else we got? Okay, so I have, okay, this is where I'm going to close the show. Man, Don, it's only been 30 minutes. Okay, well, this is going to be probably a 20-minute a rant, so here we go. <laughs> so, let me think. Do I want to play the clip first or do I want to say what I got to say? I think I'll play the clip first. 
Okay, so now this is uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., RFKJ, as we like to call him here on the D-Town Show. And he um, he has got something to say about the whole Trump ballot situation. This was off of the Charlie Kirk Show, so if you don't know who he is, I'm sure you do. I'm not being stupid, but you'll hear two voices. Obviously, you're going to know who Robert Kennedy is, and the other one is Charlie Kirk. Here we go. Speaking of ballot access, and you've spoken out about this, the Colorado Supreme Court recently said Donald Trump's not a, not allowed on the ballot because he allegedly, they say he engaged in insurrection or rebellion. What, what is your reaction? I, I, it's, it's one of the craziest decisions that I've seen, and it's terrible. I mean, it's just terrible that they, um, you know, people, half, this, half the country wants to vote for Donald Trump somewhere around half. And, you know, if if another country did that, like Pakistan or Iran or... You would sanction them. Well, yeah, well, we'd say that's not really a democracy. But, you know, we're doing it now. We're, we're trying to... I, you know, I'm... Listen, I'm not a huge fan of Donald Trump's. Uh, that's why I'm running against him. But I'm, uh, I don't want to beat him in a fixed, you know, fight. And, and what's going to happen if they do that, if they succeed, which I don't think they will. The decision is crazy. But, you know, then it's going to leave half the people angry. And, and rightly so, they should be. People should be able to vote for who they want to vote for. And even if he was, you know, and, and, and by the way, it was no due process. He wasn't convicted of insurrection. Or even, is, or even indicted, yeah. yeah. Or indicted for it. So, and there was no evidentiary hearing. So, and this is a hugely consequential uh, uh, sanction. I don't not with consequence to, to him, but also to all, our whole country. And you're going to do that without due process, without him being given the essential democratic function that you know of being able to confront your accusers and you know all of these things that we guarantee people who are who are criminally charged and we're not going to give him that it's 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 a crazy decision it was a split decision it was four to three three. yeah and it just it certainly foments more radicalism in the country of course i you know i think what you know they're trying to hurt donald trump and this is going to to me this is going to help him because you know it's going to fortify people's belief that it's a the system is rigged and it's rigged against them and that they're trying to you know they're trying to screw the little guy so i mean these are the things that i like about robert kennedy jr okay he's a lawyer okay what he said is 100 percent factual and to the point of it's well, speaking so, of ballot access. And shut up, Charlie! Of- I've already let you talk, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but seriously, shut the fuck up. It's my show. Anyway, um, he's a hundred percent right, and this is something that I talked about the other day. And and this is what I wrote. So I stole it. No, so here we go. Now with Colorado deciding to pull Trump off the ballot. Now, like I said the other day, other states would follow. Now, you know, the other day, we talked about this, and I said, if if the Supreme Court's... Blah, 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 blah. If the Supreme... God damn it. If the Supreme motherfucking court... That's how I'm going to have to say it, I guess, because I can't talk. Allows this to happen, which I don't see that happening, but stranger things have happened, Right? You're just going to see other states follow suit because Colorado, they're going to be like, well, fuck, Colorado did it. We can do it. They can do it, do it, do it, do it. So anyone that's a blue state is going to follow suit. So West Virginia tried and fortunately was denied by U.S. Uh, District Judge Irene Berger. Um, but they tried. Now, fortunately, you had a judge in this state with a little bit of fucking sense and realized that, like, like uh, Robert Kennedy said there, he hasn't been convicted of anything. Well, not, not, he hasn't been convicted of anything, but not even that he's been brought up on charges of anything, but the things that you're trying to hold him off the ballot for, insurrection, he has never been charged with. He's never been convicted of. He's never been 
indicted. He's never been whatever. The stuff he's been indicted. See, and that's the confusion, I think, where people lie. People don't pay attention to what they're seeing. Oh, he was indicted. He's indicted on bullshit crimes that these piss pants states are trying to make up some bullshit just to try and get the public opinion. Whatever's going on in New York, whatever's going on in Georgia doesn't really mean a whole fucking lot. It's all about public opinion of what kind of person he is. And people see the J6 stuff, you see what's going on in Georgia or New York or wherever, and they just assume one has to do with the other, and that means that he's guilty of insurrection. He doesn't need to be president, period. It's just a fucking shell game being played by the media, by all the media, to garner the opinion and sway public's opinion on what you guys think of Donald Trump. And when I say all media, I'm talking all media because even for the most part, with the exception of maybe a couple of hosts on Fox, they're kind of falling in suit. There's maybe only two or three people that you see on Fox that say anything positive about Trump. The rest of them are more pushing DeSantis. Now, I'm not sitting here going to I'm not going to sit here and say Trump's the best person in the world. I'm not going to say DeSantis number 1. I'm going to tell you that DeSantis as a person from Florida, DeSantis was good for us. Will he be a good president? Yes, one day he will be a good president. Does he need to be president in 2024? I don't think so. <sighs> That's my opinion. I think Trump got screwed. However you want to believe that, whatever. And I think he deserves a chance to make amends. And I do believe that everything that's going on right now very well could bite the Democrats and the deep state in the ass because I do believe that possibly... You could see a situation where if Trump gets elected and if they garner the majority in both the House and the Senate, all this bullshit that these motherfuckers want to play, maybe it's time for us to play the same game. But then that falls into the whole divided states of America. So in California, Lieutenant Governor Elena, a Democrat, I don't know her name, Cone. Conglacus, a Democrat who is running for governor in 2026, sent a letter Wednesday to California Secretary of State Shirley Weber, who oversees elections in the state, urging her to explore every legal option to remove Trump from the March 5th ballot because of his role in January 6th insurrection. Um, now, there are some folks calling for Texas and Florida, amongst other conservative states, to pull Biden off the ballot in their states. Well, what would that be? What reason would that be? Well, some would argue um, the money taken by his son, then pay, then him paying a vig to the the quote unquote big guy, um, and then of course uh, by the open border allowing the invasion of illegals into this country, amongst other bullshit reasons we can think of. We can think of just as many bullshit reasons to kick Biden off of a ballot. That would be just erroneous. <laughs> I'm not even saying legitimate. Erroneous as what they're doing to Trump. Whatever reasons you can come up to kick Biden off a ballot is just as much full of bullshit and, and full of crap as kicking Trump off. I'm not saying it's right, but that's the game we're going to play. Well, if you're going to do it, we're going to do it. And that's not right. We need... <laughs> we need to just keep all of them on the ballots. All the states, all 50 states need whoever in the fuck wants to run for president. I don't give a shit if it's Trump, DeSantis, Biden, Newsom, fucking Pelosi, Bob Johnson, Don Q from the D-Tom show. I don't care. If you want to run and you file the proper paperwork, put the fucking names on the ballot and let them run. Let the people of this country who pay their taxes and do their due diligence and go to work every day and con con contribute to the, the, the society, let them decide who they want to be have as their president. You know, like RFKJ says, that it will lead to more discrepancies and indecision of whom the president is. And like I said, people want to think that J6 was a travesty. Wait and see what happens if you kick Trump off the ballots. And, I, and I'll even go as far as saying, let's say 
27 of the states because there's, in all honesty, there's more conservative states than there are blue states. There's more red states than there are blue states. And now that's not to say that there's more population of conservatives, but there's more states. So if there's, say, 30 red states in this country, even though the population of those 30 might be less than the 20 other states or whatever, that's the whole point of the the electoral uh, electoral college. But point being is, if there's 30 states that say we don't want they're conservative states, we don't want Biden on our ballot. So it's just going to be, you know, uh, whoever else in the Democratic Party that's running, and Trump, then that's who it is. And then Trump wins those 30 states and wins those. Um, electoral votes and then Biden gets the other 20 because Trump was kicked off of those 20 and let's say Trump wins because of that do you don't think I'm going to use quotation marks their side won't do the same thing that happened in January 6th but then the media will justify what happened then their January 6th will be justification my point is this let the people decide who they want for president. Quit fucking cheating. Quit fucking stealing. And you have to ask the question. And, I, and I'm asking a question of an answer that we already know. I'm asking a question of an answer we already know. Is that right? Yeah, sounds right. But of course, I'm drinking, so what do I know? Why? If... And I've asked this question before a hundred times. And me and Chris have had this conversation God knows how many times. And and I'm not sitting here. I'm, I'm utterly confused. I think like most of us are. Who, who is the good guy here? Is it Trump? Is it DeSantis? We know it's not Biden. We definitely know it ain't Newsom. Who, who's going to save us? And I fear that the answer is no one. I personally believe, and I talked about this on a show the other day when I talked about that we're getting ready for civil war, guys. Go back and listen. I did it last week, I think it was. <laughs> and I think that one of the catalysts, I'm not saying the catalyst, but one of them, is going to be this election. This next year, 2024, I'm telling you right now, is going to be a very exciting year, but not exciting like I'm going to Disney World excited. Santa's coming excited. I'm talking nervous excitement because I'm telling you every month of this year as we approach November is going to be something in every month Every week of every month, something is going to happen. Something. Whether it's a terrorist attack, whether it's a school shooting, whether it's a something, something, somewhere. I'm telling you, when I tell you this, there's going to be chaos this year coming. And I don't, I, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. But I fear that I'm right. And... If and when these things happen, the only thing I can tell you now as we approach Christmas and the new year, and I know everyone's probably spent a lot of money, maybe next year, in a week, <laughs> maybe when you file your taxes, if you have some money coming back in, maybe you listen to what I've been telling you guys for two years. Maybe you get a little bit ready. Maybe you stock up on some food. Maybe you go to My Patriot Supply backslash detox. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but seriously, maybe you go to the grocery store and you stock up on some canned foods. Maybe you, maybe, hear me out. Maybe you buy a survival book on how to live off the grid. Well, Don, I got that on my phone. Newsflash. Shit hits the fan. Phone ain't going to work. Maybe you need hard hard copies of how to do stuff, how to filtrate water, how to kill food, how to make the food that you killed, 
how to grow food. And then, how do I kill the food? What am I going to kill it with? I'm not saying you need to go out and buy an arsenal. But, you need to protect yourself. You need to protect your family. You need to provide. And there's a lot of people in this country that don't know how to do any of those. Other than going to work every day and going to the grocery store. When those things aren't around anymore, what are you going to do? Is this the year that's going to happen? Don, you've been saying that. We've been listening to other podcasts. They've been saying the same shit. Cool. <laughs> Don't come crying to me when this computer and this microphone no longer works because there's no internet and there's no electricity and you can't hear my voice. Or any other podcaster that's been telling you the same fucking shit for God knows how many years and you sat on your ass thinking we're full of shit, but you listened to the show because it was entertaining. In the meantime, those same people that are telling you this shit are prepared. They have closets full of shit ready to go. Because you know what? I'm not going to sit here and tell you to go buy a gun, buy ammunition, maybe buy two guns and buy a shitload of ammunition. Go to your grocery store and buy a shit ton of canned food. Go buy a survival book. Figure out how to filtrate water. Figure out how to collect rainwater and filtrate that. Figure out how to kill animals and dress them so they can be eaten or how to grow food or collect seeds and not do it myself okay this isn't for entertainment i'm not making one red motherfucking sin from doing this i'm doing this for your benefit but don you have the detom store and you tell people to go buy shit listen I'm just like you guys. I'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. The reason I'm pushing the Detom store is to help me pay for the show. I don't give a shit about making any money off that store. But this show runs me about 100 or so dollars a month to put it out. Okay? As much as my provider is wanting me to start a Patreon because of the downloads I'm getting and they're telling me all this money I could be making, I... Don't think of myself like that. I am just like, <laughs> of all the podcasts you probably listen to, I am not like those people. I might say the same shit or similar shit, but when I say it, I am you. You am, you, you am I? You am I, I am you. We are the same people. I am not making the money that these other people make. I'm not talking the bullshit they're talking. I am just like you. When I'm telling you to go to the D-Tom store, buy a t-shirt, 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 a license plate frame, a sticker to help support the show. It's not to support me. Okay? I have a job. I make decent money. It's not about that. It's about helping me produce the show, put the show out, maybe advertise the show. Okay? That's why I beg you guys, please share this with your friends. Please, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're following the show. Make sure you're sharing the show. Because according to Podbeam, that's who distributes the show, I could be making a lot of money on a Patreon. Now, in my opinion, I don't see that as the case. And the, and the reason I say that is because... Who am I, right? When I hear old Patreon, I'm thinking these are people that have a name, that are comedians or they're news people or they're whatever. <sighs> That's not me, okay? It's not me. Now, if if I can get sponsors and so on and so forth, whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. Look, I do this show three days a week. You you hear complete silence. My wife is at work. She allows me to do this three days a week, even when she's home. Because she knows what I have to say is important and it's meaningful. And she trusts me. Now, if I could garner the same trust from you guys, we could really have something here, guys. So, with that being said... Guys, please follow the show on social media. Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, uh, True Social, and the Ticker Talker, where I make drink recipes. You want to check it out. Drink, drink, new drink. D-Tom, Cherry Bomb, check it out. And on the Twitter X machine at D-Tom underscore 1775. And on uh, 
Right, that's it. That's it. Social media. If you're not on social media, you can check us out at dotrotamerica.com. From every one of those situations, you can uh, reach out to me. Mike, uh, the Force Truth. The reason I just thought about that, I'm sorry, John. Um, he made a mention about Texas and Florida taking them off the ballot and stuff like that. And I, and I just don't think that's the right thing to do. I think presidents, whoever's running, needs to be on the ballot. Let's figure it out. So on and so forth. Sugar water. You guys have a fantastic Friday. I will not be here next week because I'm going to Barbados for Christmas vacation. No, that's not true. I have to work because, once again, I'm just like you guys. <laughs> so, I will be here next week, unlike all the other podcasts out there, because I'm just a regular dude with a, yes, a full-time job and a part-time podcast. So I will be here Sunday on Christmas Eve. I will figure something out to talk about, and we'll have a grand old time, and I'll be here on a Tuesday and a Thursday after so. So you guys have a fantastic day. I will be here on Christmas Eve. If you don't get to share the sorcery towns of the PCGC, I will wish you a Merry Christmas. And I won't say Happy New Year because I've got three more shows to do before then. But nonetheless, if you don't listen to me on Christmas Eve, have a Merry Christmas. And please, please be with the ones you love and have a great day. And uh, I guess that's it. You guys have a great day and I'll talk to you again on Sunday. See you later.